Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, if you have your Bibles with you this morning, if you'll take them out, and let's go together to the Word of the Lord. Luke chapter 5. We began last week in Luke chapter 5, and we're going to walk through uh, that passage together. The Lord began speaking to my heart sometime back in 2019 about spiritual, healthy believers. And the Lord really began to press upon my heart the need for raising up and the need for coming along beside believers to see them not just have faith but grow in their faith. You know, we often, uh, man, a very lucrative business in our world today is the health, fitness. You turn on Uh, TV, you can't um, watch TV without finding if you, you know, if you eat this food, you're going to lose weight, you're going to look like these people. I love the ones that says you can eat whatever you want and look this way. I tried it, it doesn't work. It's all focused about being healthy and there's a passage of scripture I think is so, so rich for our lives. It's The third John, chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that in every way, love this passage, you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically. Here's the key. Just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. It's not the spirit man catching up with the physical man it's the physical man trying to catch up with the spirit man John's prayer to them was I pray that your external life may be a reflection of your internal life Jesus said it in this way what's going on on the inside is what's going to come to the outside We are all body, mind, and spirit. When one of those areas is filled with sickness and disease, it has profound effects on the remaining ones. We know in the natural, we know what happens when someone uh, walks through a time of physical illness. We know how it affects every part. You know know how it is when when you don't feel good. How many of you know you don't feel good? Every part of you doesn't feel good. Uh, we get, some of us get cranky. I'm not looking at any one particular individuals in this room. When we don't feel well, it affects every part of our life. I would submit to you if our spirit man is diseased, if our spirit man is sickly, It affects every part of who we are. So I believe one of the things the Lord wants to talk to us about is our spiritual health. 
being spiritually healthy believers. There's some areas that are foundational to that truth. And I began last week sharing with you in the direction of forgiveness. Forgiveness is foundational to spiritual health. And, and last week I told you most often we, uh, we zero. When we talk about forgiveness, immediately the first thing comes to my mind is, well, I've got to forgive the person sitting down at the other end of the row, or I've got to forgive the person sitting next to me. I've got to forgive the people who live in my house. And all those things are true. But one of the areas we often overlook is forgiveness in relationship to our relationship with God. There are so many that struggle. I tell you, friend, if you don't have revelation of this concept, you will walk around spiritually in fear. You'll walk around spiritually never enough. You'll walk around spiritually discouraged, constantly in defeat. You'll never be enough. You'll never be worthy of God's grace. And it will always seem like you're standing on the outer banks of the life God has created us to live. Forgiveness is foundational for our walk with Christ. Listen, if you don't understand forgiveness, and if forgiveness is not a part of your life, without it, there's no hope of heaven. There's no hope of eternity with Jesus. There's no hope of being together with loved ones for eternity. But I would submit to you, in the midst of all those things, there is good news for you and I. Though we sin and though we break God's law, there is forgiveness. 1 John 1 and verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, he will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Last week we talked about you can't really relish the good news until you understand what the bad news is. Understanding a cure for sickness never means as much until you've had the sickness, does it? We've got to understand the bad news first because without it, there'll never be joy in the good news. It'll just be news, but it won't be good news. So this morning, we're going to pick up a little bit, and we're going to, uh, I've, I've come today, my desire is to encourage your hearts, but I'll be honest with you. First of all, we're going to talk about some bad news first still. Bad news is important that we understand we talked last week, part of the bad news is sin is the problem. Sin is the basis for it all. It has been said that sin is at the root and the very core of every real human problem. Sin is behind everything that is wrong in our world. The problems we are facing in Washington, D.C. is a sin problem. The problems we're facing in Indiana and Grant County are a result of sin. Sin is behind every problem of substance in the universe. Sin is even a problem in the planet we live on. The Bible tells us, we talked about that passage, that the earth groans to be lifted from the curse that's been put on it because of sin. Every human problem is related to sin. Every struggle we have, every tragedy, every broken heart, every disease had its origin 
in the garden of sin. Every cancer, every heart problem, every debilitating disease. It was not God's original plan nor his design for man. It not only touches our physical bodies, but my friend, it touches our souls. Every act of greed and selfishness is because of sin at the core. Every time we break God's law... Every time someone is violated or wounded at the hand of another and every time somebody takes an action that elevates themselves and demoralizes another is because of a sin problem in the soul. Crimes against women, crimes against children, the reasons we have policemen on the streets, the reason we have jails, the reason we have prisons, the root cause of it all is sin. Prideful egos, the quest for power, selfishness, sexual sin, the perversity of our culture running rampant. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3 that evil men will only go from bad to worse. Sin is the problem. And if we don't identify the problem, we'll never find the cure. One of the Traits in our world today, because we have moved away from uh, God in so many facets of life and we have become a godless nation, thank God we have the influence of the believers, because that is a restraining work in our culture. But many have run away from God, and as a result... We have had to identify things not as sin, but as habits and hang-ups and weaknesses, bad choices, bad habits. All those things, though, my friends, have their origin in sin. Since we know that sin is the problem, we've got to look at what the outcome, what's, what, what, what is the big deal with that? Why is that an issue? If you ever take notice of John 3 and 16, and most of you know that passage of Scripture well, you will remember that the reason Jesus came was this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not what? Perish. 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 Luke chapter 5 is our text for today. We're going to just touch base. We were in this passage last week, and so for the sake of time, what I want to do is I want you to focus your attention on verse number 20. Here's what we find. There's a paralyzed man. His friends want to get him to Jesus. They bring him there. The house is full they can't get in Jesus so they tear off some tiles on the roof they lower him down right in front of Jesus so as he's picture with me if you will he's being lowered from the roof of the house down into the room right where they're gathered and Jesus says these words and right nothing else he doesn't say hey buddy good to see you today glad you could come what's your name he just said look at verse 20 when jesus saw their faith he said friend big word right there isn't it friend your sins are forgiven see often we i 
when you look at this story, your first thing would be, Jesus, thank you for forgiving his sins, but he needs healed. We don't tie sin to the other areas of our life. Jesus, understanding this concept, understanding the root cause of it all, immediately says to him, friend, your sins are forgiven when he saw their faith. So we couple this passage with the one in John 3 and 16. Jesus doesn't want anyone to perish. What that means is that everyone who does not believe on him, my friend, will perish. What's Jesus talking about when he uses the word perish? It means eternity separated from God. Eternity in a place called hell. It means eternity with the wages or the payment of sin. We know that hell is eternal conscious torment. Hell is a place of God's wrath and judgment for sin that will never end. Hell is a place where the flames will not cease, the torment will not stop, and the darkness never goes away. What's the danger in that? People say, well, I, you're right. You're right, preacher. I've heard about hell. I understand what it is. And preacher, I don't want to go there. I've got some time. I won't wait too late. Before long, I'll make a decision to give my life to Christ. Many of us sitting in this room said that at one point. But how many times have you and I seen men and women die without warning? How many times do we hear of people killed instantly in a car accident, not their fault? The Bible probably describes it the best way. The book of James says, your life is like a vapor. It is here and then it is gone. Many times we have sat together in church only for the next Sunday. That seat is empty. That person died and went to be the Lord during the week. Many will think, well, you know, preacher, I, I go to church and I'm sure everything will turn out okay. Jesus said, though, my friend, there will be many on that day that will say, Lord, we did all these things. But he will say, I do not know you. The outcome, the outcome is perishing, perishing in sin. Many live this life on earth rejecting the plan of God for their lives and we think everything will be just fine and in fact I'm doing good and they've heard They've heard in the, in the church world there's payment for sin and yet they continue to live in sin and they think, hey, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, I got a good job. I got a good family. Got money in the bank. I've got these great things going on. So evidently everything is okay. But the reality is we must not understand, we must not misunderstand. God's patience does not mean there's not penalty for sin. 
Romans chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. It says, but because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart. Notice these words. These, these, friends, are powerful words. But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you, you, look, who, look, look, look at the root cause. You are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath. When his righteous judgment will be revealed, God will repay each person according to what they have done. To those who persist in doing good and seeking glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. If you don't hear anything else I say today, Hear this, sin will not be robbed of its payment, period. Sin will never be robbed of its wages. So that's the bad news. How many of y'all think that's bad news? I think that's bad news. Especially, you know, we can talk about those in religious terms, but when you start putting faces on those family members that don't know Jesus neighbors that don't know Jesus friends that don't know Jesus co-workers that don't know Jesus how many of you know it takes on a different perspective it's the bad news but I'm thankful to tell you today the bad news is not the end of the story there's good news. Look at your neighbor and say, he's getting to the good news. So if we know what the problem is, we've got to find there's a cure. There's never a problem God doesn't have an answer to. Can you say amen? There's no mountain. We, we just sang a few. There is no mountain too high. No journey too long. No night too dark. No sickness and sin too great. No problem too big. Where there's bad news, God steps in, says, I got the good news. I've got the good news. There's a cure for it all. All the sin, all the wrong, all the disobedience, all the rebellion, there is a cure. The cure for sin is forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Second Chronicles 7 and 14, he said these words, I will forgive their sin. Forgiveness of our sin, forgiveness, forgiveness for everything we've ever done, forgiveness for every sin we have ever committed. I feel prompted in my heart right now. I want to stop right now and I just want to pray for you. Because all week long as I was in preparation, I was like, God, we've got to have revelation of this truth. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just come to you right now. And Lord, as, as we've walked through the word and we've seen the, the real problem, Lord, you have brought good news. Lord, I pray that good news will become revelation for us. Revelation in our hearts. Revelation in our mind. Father, 
We're talking about becoming spiritually healthy people. And there are men and women who wrestle with, am I really forgiven? Is my past really forgotten by God? And Lord, as a result, many of them are walking in discouraging and depressing times and, and, and feelings of, I'm never going to be worthy of God's love. So Lord, I pray today for fresh revelation of this truth, not just in our heads, but into our hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Forgiveness is the greatest gift that God could ever give you. Psalm 86 and verse 5 says, O Lord, you are so good. So, notice these words, so ready to forgive. It's, it's kind of like, have you ever seen anybody in there waiting? They've got a gift coming. You know, it's, got, it's like Christmas time, and, and the kids are all around the tree. And, and mom and daddy, you know, y'all are being spiritual. You're like, we're going to do this. We're going to read the Christmas story. The kids are like, I just want my presents. They're just, they're just hanging on. They're waiting on dad to say the last words of the Christmas story. And all they think is, I just want to rip this thing open. I'm, I'm ready to get it. That's the picture I get when I read this passage. That's how thrilled God is to forgive our sin. It's not a hard thing for him. It's not a burden for him to bear. He's sitting on the edge of his seat saying, won't you just ask me? Won't you just ask me? Come on, come on, you're close. Just ask me and I'll forgive you. He's ready to forgive. He's ready. He's ready to forgive. Whoo! Notice it goes on. He is so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. Isn't that a great passage? You know, I told you earlier I wanted to encourage you. The Word's going to encourage you today. Psalm 103, verses 8 through 12. Oh, I encourage you to hang on every one of these words. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. Listen, here's some good word for you today. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Woo! He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Oh! In forgiveness, I'm not getting what I deserve. Folks, this is the reason you need to read the Word during the week. This stuff, this will set your week in motion. Whoo! For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed. Somebody say removed. He has removed our transgressions from us. I saw, I saw a, 
a quote this week that I'm like, I, I just got to share that with you. This is not original to me. I read this this week, and it was so good. Nothing you can do is more significant than what Jesus has already done for you by dying on the cross. There's nothing you can do that is more significant, bigger, stronger than what Jesus, notice the word, has already done. He don't have to do anymore. The work is already done. Ooh. Friend, your forgiveness, it has to work this way. It is by faith on your part. He's done all he can. You and I just have to believe that he has the power, and we've read it. This is why this whole thing is not just something you got to settle in, in, in your head. You need to hear it from the Word. You need to hear that he's ready to forgive you. He's, he's sitting on the edge of his seat just anticipating your repentant heart. you got to believe that he is willing to forgive us of every sin that we have ever committed. Now logic will tell us that we don't deserve to be forgiven. You ever felt like that? I have. You don't deserve to be forgiven. You're not worthy of his grace with all you have done. Logic will tell you that your sin is too big. It's too heinous of a sin to be forgiven. Logic will tell you that you failed too many times for his mercy to reach you. I told you one time an example that I gave you, and I think it bears repeating. I remember, nobody ever told me this. You know how sometimes you come up with mind pictures on your own? I had heard my whole life growing up uh, in church that when you gave your heart and life to Jesus Christ, that your name was written in the Lamb's book of life. And I believed that with all my heart. And then I believed my name was written there, and then there's times that I would sin. And, and I had it in my head that God would take out his big eraser. And he'd erase my name. And then I'd come back a little bit later. Lord Jesus, forgive me. He'd write my name again. And I got in my head. I had done that so many times. Jesus, you know, I remember as a kid, you could erase long enough on a piece of paper and you wear a hole in the paper. That's what I had in my head. I had asked him to forgive me so times and messed up so many times. There was a hole in the paper where my name was supposed to be. That somehow I had bypassed his mercy and his grace in my life. Logic will tell us all these things. Not to mention the Bible says the accuser of the brethren, which is the devil, all that he'll tell you. But I want to declare to you today that logic is not the final word. When logic makes its declaration... The blood of Jesus Christ shouts paid in full. Paid in full. There's an old hymn we used to sing. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from 
Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilt and stains, lose all their guilty stains, lose all their guilty stains, and sinners plunge. I'm glad he didn't sprinkle me. Jerry needed more than a sprinkling. He plunged me beneath the flood. Lose all our guilt and all of our stains. Micah 7 and 19 says, You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot, and you will hurl our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Forgiveness, my friend, is the greatest phenomenon you will ever encounter. I'll be honest with you. This week, I knew what was in my heart. And I'm, every time I'd sit down at the computer to, to, to try to put words into, into order, see, I just couldn't get the words. Forgiveness was so much greater than I had the ability to describe. It's the greatest phenomenon you'll ever encounter in this life. The miracle, trying to describe the wonder and the miracle of forgiveness for you and for me. Friend, you will never in your life encounter anything so powerful and yet so tender, so merciful, and yet so just, so exhilarating, and yet so peaceful. Ezekiel 36 and 25, he says, I'll sprinkle you with water and you will be, there's a key word here at the end, clean. Clean. Forgiveness makes us right with God. No longer are we separated from God because of our sin, but his forgiveness makes our past sins, this is such a key that you and I pick up, makes our past sins as though they never even happened. That's big. Like it never even happened. Every sin erased. Psalm 32, 1 and 2. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one. Oh, these are wonderful words. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. He doesn't count. Have you ever had somebody hold your past against you? How many of y'all in this room are married? You do not have to raise your hand on the following questions. <laughs> have you or your spouse ever at one time said, Six months ago! And you say, I thought we resolved that. Well, you said you were sorry, but it's still real for me. We've all experienced that one, haven't we? Or maybe somebody you knew many years ago, and you've not seen them in a long time, and they say, oh, I got stories about them. Yeah. Blessed is the one who sinned the Lord does not count against them. 
See, forgiveness means a new start. It means release. Never to be held against you again. It means a clean slate. Isaiah 1 and 18, though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Now the truth is, today you can, uh, when you leave here, you can't do it now because it wouldn't be right. But you can do it after a while. You can get on your phone or your iPad or your computer and you can say, hmm, Jeremy Snodgrass. You can go to this website. You can type anyone's name in there. If you've ever had a speeding ticket, it's there. If you've ever done anything wrong, it's there. i got a funny feeling the number one hit this afternoon will be Jeremy Snodgrass's name. <laughs> you see what it is? It is a... When anything, a, a, a breaking of the law has happened, there is a public record. You, you can find out, man. You can find out everything, man. 70 and a 50. It's there. Yep. It's there. So you can, there's this public record and Everybody, I don't know about y'all, but everybody can know what you've done. How many know that's embarrassing? Let's just be real for a minute. Let, let's slide aside all the spirituality. That's a, imagine for a moment today if we could capture every wrong thing you've ever done. And today in church I'd say, I'm not going to preach today. Today we're going to have a video lesson. Some of y'all are already nervous because you think I already got the video. Yeah. How many know it would be, wow, all the blood would drain from everybody. It would be, oh, no. Everything we've ever done. Public record. This is how forgiveness works. In heaven... Not a record of wrong. <laughs> See, when you open the book, you can go on that website, look up my name. You get to heaven, you open the book, you go to the G tab, and you go over to Galloway, and you find Jerry Galloway's page. Let me tell you, not because of anything I've done, but when you get there, it's going to be a blank page that's stained red. It's going to be a page. You can't, there's no, remember I told you about the erasing stuff? When you'd erase stuff, you could still kind of see what was there. You go to my page, it's pure, like nothing's ever been written there, but it's stained red with the blood of Jesus Christ who washes away all of our sin. There is no record never to be remembered against you. He hurls our sin into the deepest seas. 
I love this passage, Isaiah 43 and 25 in the Message Bible. But I, yes, I am the one, love these words, who takes care of your sins. That's what I do. I don't keep a list of your sins. Isn't that good? Let me tell you, that's one of them you need to write out. Put it in the car, put it on the refrigerator, put it everywhere you go. I'm the one who takes care of your sin. I love that. That's what I do. That's what I specialize in, he says. I take care of your sins. I don't keep a list of your sins. You see, earthly records bring shame. Earthly records brings embarrassment. They, they will cause you to hang your head. Not so with the heavenly record. The heavenly record brings joy. The heavenly record brings peace and freedom and life and hope. It causes your mourning to be turned in to dancing. The good news is I don't have to wait till I get to heaven to experience all that. Right now, I am forgiven. Right now, my past is redeemed. Oh, friends, your sins can be forgiven. Your sin can be paid for. He can take it away. You can be forgiven. Over the years, I've heard so many times people say, Pastor, I just, I'm not sure that he's really forgiven me. Listen, I I, I, I love to sit down and chat with you about that, but I can't reveal it to you. Revelation is going to come through the Word, and Revelation is going to come through the Holy Spirit as He speaks to you as you read the Word. Because, listen, it's kind of like I'm not the source. I'm the conduit. You've got to get a hold of the source. You see, I can't answer for Ford McGibbon. He's got to answer for himself. And, and, if, and if you came and said, listen, I, I heard Ford said this, but how could it be true? I would say, you need to go talk to the source. I can chat with you, but you're not going to get resolved until you talk to the source. Listen, you're not going to find freedom until you talk to the source. You're not going to find freedom till you fill your mind with the source of the Word of God. Because he says again and again, listen, folks, there's some people in the Word of God. I want to tell you, they've done some bad things. And he still says to all them, I forgive you. He tells us in the Word, Paul says, if my brother sins against me, should I forgive him, you know, Jesus, so that everybody here in the room hears me? Maybe may, may seven times, because everybody in the room go, oh, my goodness. Man, he's, he's really a spiritual guy. And Jesus says, I tell you, 70 times seven. Really what Jesus is saying is there's no limit. We don't put a limit on forgiveness. And, and, and if that's how he is with just mere humans, imagine, imagine the one who's slow to anger and gracious, abounding in love. Imagine 
his forgiveness for our lives. Listen, I want to, I want to wind things down here and bring this to a close. I want to tell you, you can't do this on your own. This issue of forgiveness is not a change of mind. It's not about a change of behavior. It's not about something you can work and earn and do. Sin can only be taken away. Man, you need to hear this. Sin can only be taken away through Jesus Christ. The gospel says only Jesus can make you and I clean. Only Jesus can forgive sins. Men can't forgive sins. Only Jesus can forgive sins. There is no other way. He said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said of himself, I am the gate. He is the one that said, I am the way. Nobody can get to the Father in John 14. He said, except through me. The only way that you and I can be forgiven is to receive Jesus Christ as the payment. Remember we talked about the bad news. Jesus is the payment. He's the payment for the bad news. He's the payment for your past. He's the payment for every sin. Only you can receive him. Only you can do it for you. The Bible says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Believe he's the one who can forgive. Believe he's the one that can cleanse you of all sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Friends, we just have to believe that he is the one. Remember I told you earlier, it all works out of faith. All works out of faith. My heart during this, uh, this series has been for revelation for all of us. You know, when we think about sins forgiven, often we think, you know, that's, that's an individual. We, anybody you've been in church very long, you remember when you gave your heart and life to Jesus Christ and you received forgiveness of sin, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I remember as a child, gave my heart and life to Jesus Christ and something spiritual and supernatural took place in my life. You know, at that point in my life, I had not been in the drudges and the, the dredges of sin. I had not been in the terrible places. I was young, I was a kid. But I remember, I remember as a child, when I gave my heart and life to Jesus, I felt like I was walking that high off the ground. You see, because it was, we're all born into sin. didn't matter if I was young or old. I still needed to be forgiven of my sin. But there's folks that walk, they live for Jesus, but they never can come to a place of peace with I am completely forgiven. Completely. The truth is, how many of y'all know we can remember what we did before, can't we? And there's things, you ever been going through the day, and you'll think of something you hadn't thought of in years. And you're like, where in the world did that come from? There's things we remember about what we've done. And when we begin to think about those, we think, man, he, sure, he, man that's too terrible of a thing. And 
and I've led him down so many times, surely he hasn't forgiven me. My prayer for you is that you will experience the joy and the peace that comes from release and forgiveness of your past. Listen, your past may be this morning. Your past may be last week. It may be five years, ten years, fifty years. doesn't matter how long. We all have a past, don't we? been around church long enough to know there are people who struggle with things in their mind and their hearts that they would never tell anyone. They wrestle with stuff in their, in their mind. They wrestle with, with am I really forgiven? They, they hear a, a sermon or maybe they read a book on eternity and hell and heaven and, and, and they ask themselves. They know they've given their whole life to Christ, but they're, they're asking themselves, am I really Am I really forgiven? I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Jesus wants you to not be afraid. Jesus. Jesus wants you to be completely free from the guilt, the shame of your past. He doesn't want you carrying that burden any longer. He loves you. Oh, my friends, he loves you so very much. You, you, you think sometimes he tolerates you. He doesn't tolerate you. He's sitting on the edge of the seat ready to run to you. That's how much he loves you. Just going to ask you to bow your heads this morning. Come if you want. I just... My heart is today for the entire body of believers. My heart today is for every one of you. And today it is not my desire that I get to you and I lay a hand on you. I'm praying today Jesus will lay his hand on you. You need the source today. Friend, right now, I'm going to pray. I, I just feel uh, prompted to pray a prayer over us. But right where you're at, here's the cool thing about God. He hears when, when you're internally talking to Him. And he hears when you're externally talking. Some of you today, this is hitting home with you. This, this is where you live. Some of you have walked with this issue for decades. Jesus wants you to experience peace and release and freedom in Him. So just tell Him. Just tell Him what, what you need. He's listening. He's listening for your voice. So as I pray, just talk to Him, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person in this room. And Father, today I'm including myself in this prayer. Father, I don't have the ability to express the power 
the wonder, the miracle that your forgiveness in our lives brings. In fact, Father, I'll be honest with you, sometimes, sometimes we struggle with the concept that we could be completely released from our sin. But I know you know that about us. So, Lord, today we bring that to you. I pray for people in this room that are harassed by sins that was decades ago. I pray for people in this room that are wrestling with, I don't deserve. You would say, God has always been so good to me. He's never done me anything, never done any wrong in my life. And I don't deserve his forgiveness. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, there'll be a fresh revelation of his forgiveness in your heart today. I pray that the word of God today will give you hope. Father, I pray for those in this room that today they have, they've sinned in the past and it's such a big sin. Lord, they know if other people knew what they've really done, everybody would look at them differently. But you don't. Lord, no matter how terrible our sin has been, you made the declaration that if we would confess our sin to you, you would forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Lord, today we're going to stand on that. We're going to believe that. We're going to rehearse that. Father, for those that are here, Lord, they've given their heart and life to you. For some of them, they've been active and working and laboring for the kingdom for many years and yet when when they hear to the topic of heaven and hell Lord, there's still a fear that that fills their life because somewhere in the back of their mind they're just not sure am i really forgiven father i pray that you remind them of the passage that says i am god and i will forgive all your sin. Lord Jesus, we've got to have your help in this because Lord, as believers, we're not able to walk in the spiritual health that you created us to walk in if we can't come to a settling in this issue. You have so much for us and a, a level of spiritual health where we're growing in you and our relationship with you. Lord, that's where you want to take us. And I pray in the name of Jesus, every lie that has ever plagued you, we curse it in the name of Jesus Christ. And every harassing spirit and every harassing memory and every harassing lie we take authority over them by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we declare you clean. We declare you free. 
we declare you forgiven in Jesus Christ. We declare you sons and daughters of God. We declare you new. New in Him. Lord, I believe right now there are some miracles that are taking place in this room, in lives, minds, and hearts today. And I thank you. I thank you for the freedom and the joy that you're bringing. And I give you praise for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So be it. Listen, friend, this is a very important key. You can go on you version. Sometimes I get done preaching and somebody will say, what was that scripture again? A couple ways. You can go to you version. They're all there. You can print them out. You can make notes on them. If you don't have access to you version, you come. We'll get you copies. But I want to encourage you. Fill your mind with the word of God. You may have to put them on your phone. And when, listen, the enemy is not happy this morning. He's going to have to not be happy because Jesus is bringing some freedom. You may need to put those in your phone, and when those pesky things come back, you get it out and you read it. I'm the one who takes care of your sin. I forgive you. And you need to rehearse that. Fill your mind with that. Fill your mind with Take that one, devil. I'll give you another one, too. Take that one. Take that. Past, take that one. Bad thing, take that one. The Word of God is the most powerful arsenal you have at your disposal. Listen, don't. Don't go running away from that stuff saying, man, I need to get away. You run to it with the Word of God. You are not on the defense. You're on the offense with the Word of God. We're not running in fear. We are mighty in God. Stand on the Word of God, and He'll bring you through. He'll bring you through. May the Lord bless you with clear mind. May the Lord bless you with a lifted spirit. May the Lord bless your mind with joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. May you walk in the joy of sins forgiven. <laughs> may you live, may you live in the goodness of a past redeemed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be blessed in Jesus' name.